Hello world, how are you? This is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. I'm Stanley Wiggins, and I, my other co, my co-host, not my other co-host, my co-host Shawa Evans will be joining me soon. Hope everyone is doing well on this lovely day. I think one of the great things is that we have been blessed with such great weather for the last, like, few weeks. I think summer is not officially here, but it's definitely feeling like summer. We're having like the 80 degree degree weather, the 70 degree weather, trying to get out as much as possible, even though we have to wear our mask. A lot of us are still under quarantine. Some cities are coming out of the quarantine. But really, I think it's it's up to us to try to make the most of, you know, the the days that we have. You know, we've been dealing with a lot lately with um, not just the quarantine, but with, you know, the economy, with things, um, all of the racial tension that is going on. So it's really, really insane. And I think more than, um, more than anything, it's, 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 we have to take those times to really center ourselves and concentrate on like self-care, self-care and all of that, which I'm really a big proponent of. So what I've been doing basically is just you know, taking walks. My fiance and I, Josh, try to take walks. Sometimes we do them separately. Sometimes we do them together. And we live in a small apartment in New York City in Brooklyn. So it's very important that we find those times that we can be separate from one another. Because, you know, he will be working during the day. And we have like two doors in our apartment to our bedroom, which is basically just like a glass door so we can still see each other. And then our bedroom, our bathroom, and really, the bathroom is the only place that you get private time. So I think, you know, after spending, you know, 24 hours with each other, you know, you know, no matter if you're speaking that whole time, just sharing that space, it is vital to then just get out and make sure that you are getting some special, um, some alone time, you know, just even to just clear your head and walk around and um, really just, you know, center yourself. So hold on, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. My darling Shala is having some problems right now logging in. So we might have to restart this. Let's see, let's see. All righty, here she goes, here she goes. Hello, darling. Hello, world. Hello? Hello, world. <laughs> All right, I got you in. How are you doing? I am. I'm having a good day, but I'm exhausted today. Oh my gosh! Now, you, <laughs> well, yeah. What's going on? I'm, like, I'm like working up every day now. Like, I'm just always tired when I wake up. So, are you? What does, do you think? You're not. How are you sleeping? Well, so last week and probably the week before that, the week before that, I was getting no sleep. I just would not go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and my OCD is like at a hundred to the hundredth power. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, they, like people don't realize that OCD is an anxiety disorder. Yeah. So for, for certain people, it's like, it's manageable. Like for me, most people wouldn't even know that I have OCD. Yeah. It's little things. Uh -huh. But when I'm really stressed out, then that's when it's like really amplified. And lately yeah. it's been, it's been um, showing up in ways that I've never even seen it. So I'm like, what oh wow yeah so i'm like i need to go like 
I don't know, like, do I need to take something to, like, calm my nerves or whatever? But then it's just, um, and then at night, I'm just, like, I'll I'll get in the bed at midnight, and then I'll, I'll just be, like, on my phone looking at stuff and then not go to sleep. I'll try to put my phone away to try to help it, and then I'll, I'll finally fall asleep at, like, four or something. Oh, geez. Yeah, and then I have to be up, obviously, soon after so it's just yeah like, cause, oh. yeah because you're still working you're planning yeah. a wedding you're doing all of these different things so it's one thing my therapist has recommended for me because you know I, I don't have much to do i'm on furlough i don't have much to do as much as you during the day and my <laughs> my sort of worry is coming from you know i worry about different things so uh and but she's sort of giving me um sort of pointers and what is it like meditating and, you know, I downloaded like the Calm app and the Headspace app um, last week. And I'm trying to see if that will work for me. Because before I'm just like meditating and taking the time to really like center yourself, even as usually they recommended doing it in the morning. Mm-hmm. But even just throughout the day, just kind of taking that, whether it's two minutes or five minutes, trying to just like take deep breaths and sit and just really like sort of concentrate. Because, you know, anxiety is normal. Meditating is hard. I'm like, it is, I need but it's, to go to like a series of classes to get good at it well, for it to like help because I've tried it, but I'm just like, because mm. it's like everyone else is like, you know, doing their breaths and then I'm looking at everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what it is. Like that's you said, I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> you need to practice it. So it's not one or two times aren't going to sort of solidify for you. So you probably need to do it, you know, more than once you know, for it to really stick, you know, take a week and you're doing yeah, it every no, day. It, no, no, it is like, it takes a while. It I've does. Tried it, like, the, you know, over a series of like weeks or whatever, like two mm-hmm. weeks trying to like meditate twice a week or, something, or three times a week. And yeah, you know, I, I was always that kid like in kindergarten that never took a nap. Like, uh, while all the other kids was napping, I was looking at them like, you really sleep. <laughs> and then um, my teacher finally was like, all right, well, put her to work. And then they had me tutoring some some first grade girl. Um, and when my mother found out, she was none too happy about it. That's um, funny. But I was, I was chill. I was getting jelly beans. And she wasn't happy about that either because I'm sure they were not kosher jelly beans. Mm-hmm. So there was also that issue. And I'm pretty sure those jelly beans were delicious. Of, to a five-year-old child? Yes, yes. Of course. Like, that's what they paid me to tutor someone. <laughs> I love that. Here's some jelly. Let's pay you in jelly beans. Yep. They were like, we'll give you these jelly beans when you're done. And you're you like, know, yeah. Kind of as a reward. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. excited. And I didn't, I wasn't forced to take a nap. What? <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah. It, it's, no, it can be hard, especially now, like you're saying, when you're more stressed how anxiety like manifests. I guess everyone needs to find sort of find what works what works for them. So right. I'm, I'm trying to see if the meditating and then maybe too like some people the way they decompress or de-stress it can be exercise or are doing something fun or like putting the work that. away and doing well no I'm just like yeah it can be any number of things. I like exercising once I get into exercising but mm-hmm. exercising is not a de-stressor for me for me exercising is a means to an end like I like my abs tight and, yeah. and, and my thing is this once it's it's like most people it's the idea of getting up to do it that's the hardest part yeah is get past that point because mm-hmm. once you get me into a routine or to the gym or at a class 
I'm just, I'll say I'm going to do 45 minutes and then 90 minutes later, I'm like, okay, I really need to wrap this up. Yeah. So it's, that's not the issue, but it's certainly not something that takes away stress for me. Oh, okay. Okay. For me, does it take away stress for me? Yeah, I don't No, It does. I think I feel better. I don't like exercising. I never have. And if I do, it has to be a certain type of exercising, like dance classes, or it could be fun. You know, even those dance routines. I don't know. I love a good 80s yoga. I mean, not 80s yoga, a, a 80s like step aerobics. <laughs> okay, oh, I like 80s yoga. I love yoga. Like, I good. lots of yoga, but 80s? I'm, this is new. I love yeah. yoga in the I class. I love step aerobics. Oh, I love step aerobics. I, I think it's so fun. Aerobics. It is yeah. the best. It's, <laughs> Both, we're so dorky. We, we bought steps. <laughs> Yes, it just, with the risers. Yeah, with the risers. It also, it's it's just like in a it because people don't do it that often anymore, and you're kind of thinking, no. it's a little ridiculous and it's a little fun, it's a little campy. It's like let, let me, me tell you something. It. Let what? me tell you something. You YouTube Reebok workout tape, and you tell me if you can get through the whole thing. So screw what people think about you know step aerobics and however dated it feels. That shit will work, it work. out like nobody's business. I'm like, I can't believe I used to do that in high school, the Reebok workout tape, which was uh -huh. how I got into step aerobics. My gym teacher used to put that on and we used to get the steps. And of course, me and my friends used to try to outdo each other to see who could put more the most risers on. Uh -huh. And we were so into it. But as an adult, <laughs> when I try to do it, I'm like, how did I go on and on and on for like... 90 minutes doing this thing. I'm like, I'm done. I'm spent after like the first 20 minutes of that video. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's just a warm up. Yeah, <laughs> like, your body is different now. Yeah, oh, everything has changed. My body's different. I'm probably like twice the weight that I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think love the max I weighed in high school was like 106 pounds or something. I couldn't give blood. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Yeah, they wouldn't let me give blood. Well, you have to be like 115 or something. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they changed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the weight limit is 115. No, I yeah, it is. Yeah, it is true. Everyone needs. I think everyone needs to find someone, find some way that they can decompress. Because then you people drink. I know we love wine, so you can have yourself a little bit of I'm wine. I'm drinking wine right now. Yeah, I have a glass as well. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. As Why? A way to like decompress. Well, because we were also talking about anxiety. And so I don't want anybody to get it twisted that I think that wine is the response. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 way to deal with anxiety, handle anxiety. When you're anxious because you're on a first date, sure, maybe a glass of wine. Yeah. But when you're having like um O C D induced anxiety attacks because of all the stress from the like Social and political. Hello. Yeah, maybe not so much. Like she'll have your oh, wine, just... but that's not a response. Oh, okay, okay. You went out for a second, but I did get Sorry, the yeah. detail. I'm on my phone. I'm uh -huh. doing this with my phone, and of course, someone's calling me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, someone was calling me. My yeah. Off all day. So. Well, it is weird too that nowadays you have to like have this dis disclaimer in a sense like what you said you were like hold up I don't want people to think this is what I'm doing you know that you can have wine to sort of cure or to, or, or to ease some of your anxiety when you have OCD and it's just like I always think well people aren't idiots like well... you know why well, in a sense of like why my thing is like we always say do you and what works for you and of course right. you as a human being should all should be able to gauge 
what is healthy for you. And you should also know what one person does is probably not going to work for you. So it was just like, you know, of course, we're all influenced to a certain point, to a certain extent, what we see by what we see and hear and all of that. But also just don't be an idiot. Use your common sense. You know, if someone's telling you, listen, you know, before I but before I go to bed every night, you know, I do a line of Coke and I, you know, down it, you know, also down four bottles of wine. It's like, well, baby, that's what they do. Maybe you should know that's not going to work for you. You know, people are like, well, so-and-so does it. Like, or even just small things. Like, I, you know, I pop some aspirin and then I drink some wine. Well, you know, they probably do that, but then that's probably not good for you. Think about it. Ugh, that sounds like a horrible combo. Well, you know, I could I mean, just ask like, what? what? Well, because I'm like, what would be the purpose of that? Like, what is the aspirin? I, I, I couldn't think of any other purpose Zanax. or whatever it be. Xanax or what? Drink yeah. some wine or pop an oxy and drink some wine. Which, yeah. Again, I'm not promoting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm it's... not judging you if you do. Uh-huh. I would say be careful. Exactly. Um, maybe maybe you should see somebody about what whatever's causing your anxiety. They might actually subscribe you something, mm-hmm. but they will probably tell you not to take wine with it. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. So there's that. Yeah. It's like people just use your common sense. And then if something happens and they're like, well, I heard it on this podcast or they were saying it's like, no, 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 no. Okay. Because you're not a, you don't be a dumbass. Yeah. It just, it, you think about people and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like, I mean, especially, I mean, I think to some extent, then it becomes a, an issue of like, how young is your audience? You know, mm-hmm. if you have a show and you're talking right. about people, and yeah, that becomes an issue. Right. You know, if, if you're, you're talking to people who are underage or who, uh, groups that tend to be much more uh, impressionable, then, right. yeah, you need to be very cognizant and very aware of what you're putting out there. But if you are rated all type of thing, uh, just a mature type of audience and people are like, oh, I heard this. No, there's no excuse for you, homie. This is rated yeah. R, guys. Yes, this Uh-oh. is rated R. Uh, my little nephew, he's eight, and so I was like, because he likes to play games on the computer with me, Fortnite, and all these different games that I don't understand. And he'll go, well, let's play this Uncle Sam, and then I'll play it with him. And I go, well, Jay, I have to go. You know, I have to do something. I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. Well, hold up. Why do you have a podcast? So he's asking me questions about the podcast. I'm trying oh, to explain God. it to him. So he's eight, because, you know, he yeah. thinks it's cool. I, like, I, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not getting into a discussion with an eight-year-old about a podcast. Like, well, I'm, just, I'm bowing out. Well, he knows what a podcast is. And so I'm just like, well, it's just, he's like, well, what do you talk about in your podcast? I go, well, it's things I'm interested in. I'm like, you love dinosaurs and you love video games. So you could create a podcast around dinosaurs and video games. Well, I'm not going to create a, a podcast, Stanley. Maybe I use a, a YouTube channel. I'm like, I understand that, Jay, but I'll just give you an example. So he's like, well, can I come on your podcast? Can I listen to it? And I'm like, well, I don't think he can do that. <laughs> you know, we curse. <laughs> like we curse on our podcast. Sometimes we deal with adult topics. And he was like, well, how about when I listen, you don't curse on the, on the podcast so I can listen. I go, well, maybe we think about that. You know, he's just, he's really, really excited about the should, podcast. Should we do a, a kid-friendly episode? So Hell no. what you should have done was, uh-huh. I'm sorry, honey, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. I'm going to hang up, but I'm going to talk to you later. Love you. Bye. <laughs> no, because you know kids are funny. That's the they remember things. We had in like freaking quarantine. The That's other day true. my phone rang and I wanted to be like to text the person like, Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm out right now. So uh-huh. here, let me call you back tomorrow. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> That's that funny. trick is not in my bag anymore. Do you forget to text people back? Do you think how good at you are like like if you see a text and you're busy and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I'll get back to that text later or that how good are you do you think at like texting people or responding to people's emails different, texting, I will say. I think 
I'm pretty good at it only because I look at my phone so much. Okay. Okay. Like by the like I I I do forget to text people back, but it's usually not so long of a like time lapse for the yeah. most part. Because it's like I'll forget and then I've checked my phone six minutes later. And then I'm like, uh-huh. oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Cause sometimes I'll forget and it'll be like the next day. Mm. Or, or sometimes, but what usually You're disrespectful. Happens, yeah, and, oh. and you know, what happens to me is that, because we, this whole thing came up in therapy, this therapy session that I'm doing, uh, you know, premarital with Josh. And she was just like, well, is it like a an organization thing? And it's like, well, I'm pretty good with answering my personal emails and emails at work. I think sometimes with text, I'll see something. And if it's not important, then I go, well, I'm not answering that right now. I don't feel like it. You know, I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this. I'll just answer it later. And then I forget, you know, hours will go by. And then sometimes when I'm in the apartment, with my own apartment, I don't have my phone on me all the time. Or like Josh and I, I took a walk today and um, I was gone for like two and a half hours. You know what I'm saying? I'll just leave. I don't like to have my phone on me all the time. You know, some, it depends oh, on who yes. I am. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Oh, see, you'll be, yeah. See, I yeah. don't. Like, I always say, like, I could lose my wallet and I wouldn't know for months. But my phone, it takes me about 45 seconds oh. <laughs> to relocate with the last place I left my phone. That's Absolutely. true. And then we're different people. Like I say, I'm a different, like people go, oh, well, you should just be more. It's just like, well, I've always been kind of, depending on scatterbrain. I'm the type to leave my wallet places. That's why I have bags and they help me. You go, you carry the purses. I love purses, but also they keep my shit all in one place. I just know it's just a dump off, throw off. I, how many times, like, I'll tell my little sister, who's, what, 20 now, who, I'm 37, and we'll, she'll drive me to the train station, she'll go, Stanley, do you have your phone? Do you have your keys? Do you have your wallet? And I'm like, yes, girl, I'm your older brother. <laughs> we'll be halfway down the road. I'm like, oh, I didn't forget my phone. <laughs> She's like, my whole family knows. Stanley, we forget. And my mother's always like, how, why do you do this? What, what's wrong with you? I go, I don't know, Deb, I don't know. So, yeah, we all have our, um, our things, our things. <laughs> Honey, are we going to talk about um, Juneteenth, Donald Trump, um, what the oh, hell, him having the his... Wendy's parking lot, because I mean, I'm, I'm open to it, and uh, we can you know, talk on it. what's happening, but, um, you know, um. <laughs> Just you know, like. Well, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off and just bring up. No, no, please. (laughs) Listen, no, I mean, if you want to talk about it, I June Juneteenth is. I was just asking if we were going to touch on it because this is, you know, what's going down this week, Um, and and Trump moved his rally that he was having on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um. So he 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 moved it. He postponed it. Oh, he um, did. He okay. did. Yeah. Okay. Um, not to give him any props. I'm just like, oh, someone in his idiot camp finally realized that that was a bad look. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, so, or someone in his idiot camp actually cared. Yeah. No. It. 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 You know what? I think that they gauge because you know it. He set that date what over a week ago that they this came out that he was going to do it on this date, Juneteenth, and mm-hmm. so in between that week. My thing was in between it just when did he um when did he decide he was gonna move it? Today? Uh yesterday, I think yesterday. I heard. Well yesterday was when I heard it reported that he was he was moving it. Oh, I I'm looking up something and it says two days ago that he yeah. um the three days ago, Trump makes a rare retreat by rescheduling 
it it, it so over the unaw- weekend. yeah over the weekend he was unaware and so I don't know when they um when they announced it but it, 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 yeah it, it was some BS I think because um whoever decided this date probably knew about it and they also know about what's going on in our country right now and, and I they know like, Trump don't know what the hell Juneteenth is yeah. So, you and, know and, he don't know what it is. This and, man and you, doesn't know how to spell hamburgers. You know and he I'm, don't know what And they probably moved it, I think, because they feel like, okay, this is probably, um, what is it, um, some backlash that they can't handle right now. Because they, I was reading one article, only one article, political, because people were talking about how, what is the likelihood of him getting reelected in November? And this one uh, Politico, this site that I was, they're saying, hey, it's probably going to happen. His numbers haven't, people who are supporting him haven't, his numbers are still very high. And um, they think that there's a, a strong chance that he'll get reelected again. And I think uh, because so much of his base is fired up, no matter if we're having the Black Lives Matter movement or all of this stuff around coronavirus, even before that coronavirus, I don't think that was shaking his, shaking his base. People are like, we don't believe the news. We think that they're spreading lies. Can you, are you still there? Well, yeah, I'm listening yeah. to you. <laughs> so I think, no, 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 it was, it was very silent. So I think, I think he has to do some monumental, like, screw up in order for the people who are really going for him to, to change within the next couple of months. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as monumental screw-ups. <laughs> yes. Honestly, as Donald Trump himself is a monumental screw-up. Mm-hmm. So if, if if I mean, if you just take body of work up until this point yeah. and none of the things that he's already done, of the things that he's done up until this point have yeah. monumental enough of a screw-up, then... Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I mean, Trump can murder somebody, I think. And yeah. his 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 base will figure out some justification for it. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, we've had all the stuff with the the kids who were detained at the board. I think and then, you know, there are some people I think even if he wasn't a part of that would just agree with that, you know, because you have all these people who are, you know, go back to your country and do all this stuff. I think what I'm tired of now, because it's just so much stuff. We're bombarded with so much stuff. And I always tell, tell people, I, I don't even have cable. I stream everything. So I still get tired of it, going to the websites and reading about stuff. I think I'm just, it, it just, we're just so divided. And that's been going on for a while. And it's just like, people need to realize that we, I just, we would like a leader to try to, to try to, uh, what is it word, to bring us together in a sense. And it's just like, this isn't, this is going to end up hurting all of us in the end. And it's like, we're always going to be different, whether it's Democrats and Republicans and, you know, that BS, but just in how, what people value. It's just like, well, we need people, even with, you know, all this, you know, racist, um, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter and all this, all these things. It's just like, well, we need each other. It's like, white people ain't going away, black people ain't going away, and no, no one else in the middle is going away. How can we bridge those gaps in order to have those conversations? Because right. it's just like, and it's good that white people are trying now, and other groups of people, not just white people, because I'm going to stop just saying white people. Because um, I think it's white people and other people of color who also need to continue to educate themselves in systemic racism, not just white people. And, um, they, and, when, and everyone who's educating themselves, we still need to sit down and talk and figure out what we're gonna do after this. We can't just keep hating and throwing so much hate at each other. And I think that's one thing that they need to try to do. And they're just pushing this agenda where it's just one groups, two groups on different sides and it's just dangerous. And- um, Yeah, but that that just goes to show you that that existed 
Um, and Trump just clearly picked his side. Exactly. <laughs> but but it existed, and that's just what has been sewn into the fabric yeah. of our country, and yeah. we're not moving away from it. I don't. I honestly don't know in my lifetime if we've ever had a president that genuinely brought the country together. Like mm-hmm. even Barack Obama, you know what I no, mean? No, well, Barack Obama like was a people, black man. So, right, yeah. the right, like the racists and they just stayed silent because it wasn't okay or there was a culture in this country where it wasn't okay for them to express their racist uh, yeah. thoughts and to put their racist vitriol out there, but they still very much believed it and they yeah. were just waiting for this man to leave office so they can try to get somebody in there that supported their mm-hmm. perspective and that's what they got. And so now we're on the other side, except we're like, we're right though. So we're yeah. not going to not say how we feel. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely correct. Yeah. Human rights are everyone's rights. Are everyone's rights. But then I do think it would be different. Like imagine if we had a president who during this time, like all of, you know, now, you know, a lot of people, like I said, it, they're urging everyone to educate themselves or about racism, particularly the white people, because it's like, well, it's your problem. You need to do the work. So imagine if we had a president who was like, you know what, this is right. We do need to sort of have these conversations and, and face, you know, the the systemic racism that we have in this country. We, we're all in this together in terms of, you know, just trying to come together around this. That would be a lot better than having someone who's championing for the other side. Because we're always going to have racism. We're always going to have people, sexism. We're always going to have those people who don't agree and who, who are crazy because they're insane. <laughs> You're always going to have those people, but it would be, it, I think it would make it a lot easier if we had someone who was leading our country, who was definitely trying to lead this conversation and going, there's a lot we can learn and we're stronger together and we can continue to work towards a better future by doing A, B, and C. That would be, that would be a lot better than what we have now. And, Do you and, remember? What? Do you remember when the Star, the Starbucks CEO tried that and they he was trying to get the workers, was they were, they were saying race together or writing race together on the cups or something like that with the customers no. and they got dragged hold on they were trying news. to they got dragged in the internet they got dragged on the news the ceo wanted race together like race as in like black race <laughs> white race oh. and people were like what in the mocha latte is that like, <laughs> and it was it was so dumb but I do always remember feeling like he was trying. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was trying something. Like his response was 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 simplistic, and yeah. it totally it, it was very much a um a white male response. Where it was like it's steeped in entitlement and privilege in thinking that doing something that simple or that simplistic was opening up this conversation and for the most part people were just like i just want to get my effing coffee i don't want i don't want my barista steve who wrote my name as stove or whatever <laughs> like talking to me about race relations while yeah. I'm on my way to work at eight o'clock in the morning it's like, no, man. just trying to get my freaking like cinnamon you know uh what an espresso or what have you yeah and i get that they are absolutely right um they needed to just figure out other ways in which to have that conversation which a Start internally. Yeah, start internally. But, right. Um, you could do race together with the Starbucks community because then that would be like um, 
That's in, that's like inside language. So mm-hmm. your team knows what the hell that means. But yeah, and then and then that might help spark what you could do externally. But mm-hmm. I do always remember thinking, well, at least he trying something. Poor guy. Yeah, he don't know what the hell to do, but. At least he was thinking about these things. Which exactly. Is the start, right? In knowing, in acknowledging and saying something's not right in this country in the in in the way that we are interacting um from one race to the other. And we need to make small changes in our lives. This is what I and maybe I'm giving him way more benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but you know that that if we just make small changes every day. Exactly. And it'll lead to these bigger changes or these sophisticated and uncomfortable conversations that we don't have mm-hmm. um, with people that we would never have them with or even cross paths with yeah. if we continue to just choose our circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, <laughs> kudos to you, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> It was it was a trash effort, but an effort nonetheless. They tried nonetheless. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and they even, in, yeah, I'm trying to even stay off social media because, you know, they, I think, got in hot water because they were, they wrote an internal memo, I think, telling their employees they couldn't wear anything um, in Black, um, Black Lives Matter related. Right. And. Um, well, I think it was anything Black Lives Matter and then also um, queer, um, like, like LGBTQ support and stuff like that. And oh. it was the justification was for their own protection because, mm-hmm. you know, customers get wild. Customers um, do get wild. Yeah. Yeah. Get wild. yeah. Get wild. People come in and they get upset. Don't take this off. And they get upset and they rip stuff down. And I'm like, Lord, I'm listening. Yeah. When I worked at the gym, mm-hmm. I remember the day after Trump was elected. I told I called my team and I was like, "Do not put anything on the TVs except cartoons." Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, if somebody wants to watch, you know, music videos or something, that's one thing. But put all the TVs on cartoons, and mm-hmm. if no one like, do not put on the news if anyone asks. You tell them we're not playing the news today. Yeah, and if they have an issue, they can take it up with me. Mm-hmm. Tell them they can talk to the manager. They yeah, um, and and no one did, but. But I've seen at other places or other gyms and things where, you know, they have that, you know, TVs and things. And, and, and you see one person wants it on MSNBC and the other person wants it on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one person wants it on CNN and this person wants it on OAN and they're going back and forth. Or they want it on Fox News and the manager is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just and it's and it's an issue and they're like it's my right. And remember, it's like it's not your right. The, yeah. These TVs are a privilege. They're exactly. an add-on. You pay twenty dollars for your membership, relax. But honestly, um, it, it's it's so easy for people, you know, to forget that like you're a customer that I'm delivering a service to, mm-hmm. and to a large extent, there I don't owe you anything beyond this service. Yeah. So relax, mm-hmm. um, or we're gonna get to the point where it's above me now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. like let's let's not get to that point. Mm-mm. But yeah, Mm-mm. customers can get crazy and forget that that person isn't that that's a person. Yeah, the family the way you have a family, um, you you feel strongly about. You wanting this thing, which is almost always privilege, especially let's be real here in America. Yeah. 
because half the stuff that we have and half the stuff, more than half of the stuff that we engage in is all for pleasure. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is to please our senses at yeah. all times of the day. Mm-hmm. I was watching, um, what was I watching? Uh, the Plot Against America. Mm-hmm. And as much as that show was like, <laughs> it's bizarre and it's wild. I, I did happen to have a moment where I was like, man, life was simple back in those days. <laughs> you know, when you take away all this technology and all this stuff that we have now. Um, and I was thinking about how, how grateful I am to have grown up in the 80s and the 90s when we didn't have cell phones and Instagram and all this other stuff because I was thinking about some like some of the memories of spending time with my family and they all incorporate doing real things. Like yeah. I remember my parents taking all of us, that's nine people, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the whole family, um, to go see The Wiz at the Beacon Theater. And um, yeah, it was like, you know, you took your family and went to a Broadway show and your kids uh-huh. were excited to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stephanie Mills was in it, so you know my mother was like losing her shit. That um, is funny. Yes, but she, they my they took the whole family. I'm like, for my parents, that was like saving up for vacation. They had seven kids. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, yeah, but yeah, and it was just like nobody's thinking about cameras, phones, none of that stuff. Yeah, that's we didn't true. Have any of that stuff? We just wanted to see the show, and yeah. that was enough for us. And we yeah. saw it. We were present. We were there. I remember it. Yeah, I wonder what kids. Yeah, I think about. I think that lives can be. I wonder if it. No, 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 because they still have social media. I was like, we're during the. It's during the quarantine, but I'm like, that's a whole completely different set of circumstances. Even like, more uh, social media than ever. Yeah, yeah, and then too. Yeah. Like a, a exorbitant amount of uh, social media, much more than they were before, because now they have the excuse that well, I can't go do. This thing, you can't thing. Go to, I yeah. can't go see people and interact with people, so I'll interact with them through social media. Exactly, and their parents with their kids. I think you know it's it's harder. You know, parents need their breaks too, and I'm pretty sure lots of parents are, you know, allowing their children to have more TV time and more internet time. Oh, than they before. For I mean, sure. I grew up. Like, I mean, my mom. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't live when we were little. It was like we could have the TV on. Maybe at least how we had stuff to do. We had to finish like our work and all that stuff. But I mean, my mom was a single mother. She was working, you know. And then when she came home, she came home and we had obviously we had rules. But yeah, we we were watching television all, all day, day, every day. All yes, day. We, did, we did homework with the TV on. Yes. We ate dinner with the TV on. We mm-hmm. had a TV in every room in the house yep. except the bathroom. We did too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> except the bathroom. Yes. Television all the time. So even in the kitchen. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. We didn't have one in the kitchen, but yeah, we had. Yeah, but it was like, yeah. You, I'm saying, yeah. Television in every room, and we're like, why? And I got older, and now my mother in their house, they have one in every room. And I was telling her, I'm like, you don't need a television in every room. And she's like, what do you mean? I go, it it doesn't have to be that way. I go, it's 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 a waste of money. And then what's the point? I go, is it? it you know, we have a now television just in the living room, and we also have a small apartment. So most people in New York. Depending on where you live, you should only have one, tele- one television. I grew up in New York. We had a television in every room. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about like a small, like our age. I think when you have a small one bedroom apartment with like your, you know, your partner or whoever, it's like, well, depending on where your bedroom is, to mm-hmm. me, it's a little crazy that you have one in your bedroom and in your living room. I mean, 
I can my, even with my sliding glass door closed, I see the television. So it's like, you know, that's just the way I live. But yeah, I think most of us don't need. Yeah, we literally have the one. Yeah, we like, have two bedrooms, but yeah, we don't need. And I asked um, the boot thing mm-hmm. if he wanted to get a TV in the bedroom, which is not something that I would prefer. Yeah. Um, I haven't had that since probably college when we didn't have a living room. It was just our bedroom, so we had a TV. But yeah, um, just because I'm like, well, when you want to watch football, and I said we don't need to get cable or anything on the TV, but mm-hmm. I could stream things. Like I could watch The Handmaid's Tale when you want to watch the football game in the other room. Yeah. So, but no, he just goes to the bar to watch the football game. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Josh is not into sports. So that's that's good. Oh, you are so lucky. So lucky, so lucky. But did you? Why video games and Al's not into video games. Oh well, the thing about the thing about too, we both play video games, so it doesn't bother me when he plays his video games. I'm like, listen, the man needs to have some. Everyone should have something that sort of takes their mind and they can decompress and they use to sort of watch. So I'm like, listen, you going out crazy and getting drunk and doing a whole bunch of drugs. I'm like, whatever. That's that's your thing, do you? What so, if that was his thing? What the drug? Yes. Oh, out. that would that would be a problem. That oh, would be a problem. Right. So like in lieu of yeah, it's I like you know no no no. It did yeah. It's like everything in moderation. It's like I can't imagine like because sports. I mean I don't know which you know I me. Mean, I don't know what like they have different seasons and our football, basketball, and mm-hmm. like hockey and soccer. Are they all on at the same time? I'm pretty sure they overlap. Oh, you like, mean baseball? No, what did I say? I meant like you hockey. said softball. Yeah, so I, any any of the sports, baseball, whatever. It, are they? Do I'm pretty sure they overlap a little bit. Um, some of them, but I don't know which ones are on at the same time. So imagine someone who lived for every sport. They just wanted to watch sports. It's like I can't oh, get you away from I this. I'm gonna rip your throat up. I yeah. live with that person. The only thing he doesn't watch is soccer. Oh my god, he doesn't watch soccer. He watches which hockey, which I can appreciate. But then you know what's crazy? Because then I've dated. You know, I've um, an ex who was born and raised in Nigeria, mm-hmm. and for him, watching American sports wouldn't be the thing. But soccer seems like it's never not on, and his thing was soccer, like yeah. hardcore Arsenal mm-hmm. all day. Like, and I was like, is soccer? Does soccer ever take a break? Because it didn't seem like it did. It <laughs> seemed like soccer. It's soccer season year-round. That's and funny. that was pretty much the only sport he was into in that way. Of course, he, he wasn't into American football or basketball and all this other stuff, but, like, he wasn't going to sit there and watch an NBA game. Uh-huh. But, yeah, soccer. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't think I could take much more of this. No, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I, I watch a football game every now and then. Yes. And granted, if it's like the World Cup, that's one thing, but Child, no, it, I'll, I don't know. No, no, I'm glad that I'm not into a sports. I think out of anything, Josh is, Josh watches, 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 watches. But uh, yeah, I know. I'm not sure if you wanted to talk about um, Chappelle, darling. I didn't see it. I heard about. We it. have to talk about Chappelle. It was yeah. how long? It was like 27 minutes, I think, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's pretty short. It's pretty short, and um, I'm so. I love Dave Chappelle. You know, I'm I'm a big fan. Like, I've paid to go see this man tell jokes. Um, uh-huh. And it was really interesting. But there were points in it where I'm like, is he drunk? <laughs> because 
<laughs> it wasn't what he's saying, but his mannerisms or little things that he's doing. And I was like, I, you know, we know Dave Chappelle is silly and whatever, but there were moments where I'm like, he might be a little bit inebriated. <laughs> I'm not sure. Possibly. Which, which is fine. Listen, I would imagine like so many comedians probably smoke weed or, or drink before they go on stage often. Like, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. a small thing to get up and on a stage and tell jokes to people. It is one yeah. of the ballsiest things you could do. Um, <laughs> but obviously, you know, he's he's so cemented in, in, in his position in his career that he doesn't need that kind of courage. Or maybe he does, you know, maybe you never kick those nerves, especially with new material. But there were points where I'm just like, I think he's a little drunk. Um, <laughs> but it was funny, but it was definitely funny. It was interesting. The thing is, I don't, this shouldn't surprise people. Dave Chappelle has been speaking on these um, political things and these racial um, and cultural issues since his show. So mm-hmm. I was like, he just did it in a way through telling jokes. He did it yeah. through, through sketches that was so hilarious that maybe you missed a point that they were making about how stupid racism is. Like yeah. the KKK one, the black man who's the KK, the head of the KKK. Oh, yeah. Carl, what was his name? Oh, so good. <laughs> no, the, I'm talking about the Dave Chappelle skit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The, the blind man. The blind man. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I forget his name. That like, man. He, he divorced his wife. <laughs> Yes. Like, oh that, gosh. That's one of like people's favorite and and just funniest. Like he really took it there. He's crazy kind of skits, and it's just like right. And that entire skit is really just poking at the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of the KKK's ideals, mm-hmm. or even the, yeah, with the with they um they if the KKK was gay and they had like the pink. The pink robes and the pink sheets. Oh yes, yeah. The <laughs> like, whole world was gay. Yeah, that was good. Yes, like just it's just poking fun at 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 these things. It's, it's Dave Chappelle has been doing political satire for forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not really sure why anybody would be surprised that he has such a strong. Um, point of view about this. He's also a black man in America, so what, where people, where be... people. No, I'm just saying. I know um, because it wasn't necessarily it wasn't a stand up like your your um typical stand up, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure some people were like waiting to see what it was and then were surprised. But um, of course, there were jokes. <laughs> there were some jokes, <laughs> and it was funny. But um. I guess he he called out Don Lemon Don Lemon who was saying you know where the celebrities like why aren't they speaking up and um, he just mentioned it because he's like I want him to say my name and he was oh, just yeah. like, you know he's like the the streets don't need me coming out here grandstanding like a celebrity talking about this the streets yeah. are talking about that and it's enough and mm-hmm. to his point you know he's he's one hundred percent right though. It, and not not in the the sense that oh celebrities shouldn't speak up or that we don't need celebrities to speak up because we do and they have these yeah. large platforms that can and they help have influence things. yeah right right but part of what he's talking about you know the streets are talking the the people are talking it should that should be, be enough it yeah should that should be, be enough it to shouldn't move. be yeah. that celebrities have to jump on this thing 
and lend their support. They should because they're people and they see mm -hmm. it happening outside of being celebrities. But for all the non-celebrities who are speaking up, their voices should be enough. I'm like, there's no way hundreds of thousands of people around the world are this wrong, this loud and this wrong all together in one voice. Mm -hmm. There's something there, guys. There's something to what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and, and that should be enough. So, I mean, like I said, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's a bit of a, and it's not a huge bit of a departure because he's got some other specials. I think that, that kind of have that same tone and that same cadence. Um, but yeah, I know who's going to talk about drag race, but, um, all stars, but did you watch the insecure finale? No, I have not, and everyone's been Ooh, talking okay. about it. I'll probably watch it tonight. Ah, I'm gonna need you to like be on it, okay? Well, I'm probably gonna <laughs> watch. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight to see what's going on. And I know apparently it's been a shocker, and everyone's. And I'm thinking I haven't seen it, shocker. but I'm thinking Lauren's just um, a shocker is what I say. Like a like a it had a shocking oh, sort I of know twist what, to it. What you meant? I'm just trying to figure out. What part of the... Oh, okay, okay. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I've only seen like I, I one or what, two. What people, I know what people are calling a shocker. I called it, though, so it wasn't a shocker for me. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not sure. I yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, Before I feel people, like... I was like, this thing is going to happen. I just knew it. I felt it in my bones, so it was not a shocker for me. Yeah, just saying. I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like it probably has something to do with Lawrence. He could, from what I saw, like maybe he's playing her because he's leaving or something, or maybe something's weird Just going on with Watch her. it. Okay. So I'm gonna watch it. I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm gonna watch it. So, um, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna get Don't we're to watching. Get yes, on your we'll, TV watching your non cable having ass hip stuff. I know, I know. That's that's all we have. It's about the TV lately, it's about the TV during the pandemic. Oops, so, yeah, I'm gonna get yeah. my TV. I'm and, you, uh, it's hard to read these days. I'm just like, I feel like. As soon as I read something, the next thing it takes me to this next article that I'm like, uh. <laughs> so yeah. Um Well, I've been reading books. I know, yeah, I've been trying to read some books. So I've been reading, uh, picking up some things. So that's I would help. love to read a book. I wish I had time to read a book. Hey, if you haven't read uh Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's Half of a Yellow Sun, yeah, you know I read I read all, what she had, Purple Hibiscus and, mm -hmm. did she write Americana? Americana? She's, I yeah, haven't. I wrote all three and, of you know, them. I was trying to read Americana. You know me, I go to the library. It was on yeah. hold like 200 times over. Um, And I was like, I need to just go to the bookstore and get it. But uh -huh. she's been reading excerpts from it on her Instagram. And I'm like, I need to order this book. Like, uh, um, So I'm going to do that. I'm glad we brought this up. I'm going to order Americana I, yeah. today. I need I've to read, read all that, three. that book. Yeah, and oh, I think they're turning so that into good. a television show or something with Lupita Nyong'o and yeah, Lupita Lupita the helping her. It. Yeah, so I yeah, I, but I read them a while ago, and I might read them again because I have this purple hibiscus. I could not get through. I think I read it, but I could. I had a hard time getting that. Not purple hibiscus. Um, having yellow. No, no, I read purple. That was the first one that I read. Purple. Yeah. And then I read Americana, and then I tried to read Half of a Yellow Sun. I don't know if I read the whole thing. Um, oh, but yeah, I'm going to read them over again. Yeah, I'm going to read them oh, over That's my yeah, favorite. I, yeah, I couldn't get that one. I didn't enjoy them as much as the other two. What? Yeah, I have to say, but I'll try it again. I'll try it again. You, you are getting my spirits all kinds of in the tizzy. On that <laughs> note, I'm going to yes. go.
Um, if you enjoyed this episode of Black Hipster, subscribe, mm-hmm. subscribe wherever you listen yeah. to your podcast and make sure you rate us, rate us top stars. Okay. Yeah. If you're not mm-hmm. going to give us top stars, don't rate us at all. Spare don't rate me. us at all. Um, <laughs> you, can, you should also follow us everywhere. So mm-hmm. on Instagram, that would be at Black Hipster Podcast. You can also follow me at the Shalwa Evans. Yes, you ma'am. Can me as Standard W. Standard W. You can also mm-hmm. email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us a love letter, you know? Don't no hate this time. We usually open it up to people sending <laughs> being haters and sending us thank messages, but no, 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 chill with that. Hold that. We need nothing but love right now. If you send us a stank message, we're gonna trash it. Um yes. maybe maybe we'll read it online too. And then like I typically say, and then we will read you. Yeah. But otherwise, <laughs> yes, otherwise. Next week, <laughs> while we Alrighty. are in quarantine, we are recording on Tuesdays live, and the episode will be up the corresponding Wednesday. Otherwise, yes, come back next week. Bye. Bye.